Hey, Josh Felber here from Making Bank. Super pumped, excited. Today's guest is going to blow your mind. Uh, we dive into a lot of amazing things. If you own a company, you're an entrepreneur, and you have one, two, five, 10, 20 people, how can you work with them to make sure they are optimizing at their best, high performance possible, as well as how do you grow your business? How do you go from six figures to a million to five million to a hundred million? Randy Garn is going to dive into that on this episode. And also too, guys, if you guys haven't checked it out, go check out Gratitude Gear, get your freedom gear, get your truth gear, get your gratitude quotes, the most softest, most comfortable clothes, lovegratitudegear.com, printed and made here in the USA, shipped all over the world. So again, check out gratitudegear.com. You are, you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Well, you know, I uh, in between football practice and going out and feeding the cows and the horses and everything, we go out early. I We'd always go fly fishing. And so... My first thing was like, dude, there's tons of fishermen. I need to, I sold worms. I actually would go get worms. There's a whole process behind it that I won't bore the audience with today. But I literally was making some good money at like 11, 12, 13 years old doing worms. My dad would pay us five cents to go clear the fields, the hay fields, and we'd get five cents a rock, right? As we, we did those things. And that's how we paid for our, our, literally, that's how I paid for my school clothing was from that like he'd be like how many rocks did you gather like let's look at the pile let's count them up and i mean just understanding that that how to use money and why it's important i think is so lacking today um, for sure so i'm trying to do that but that but the first real one was was when i went to college out of necessity i'm like my gosh like i gotta i gotta figure out how to pay for my schooling um you know we we i grew up with six you know, there were six kids in my family as well and in and on a high school teacher's budget and running a farm and a ranch, you know, but at the same time, I was like, I, I actually, you know, it's interesting, Josh, even when I was young, I never, ever wanted to be a burden to my family. It's interesting that I actually thought about this on our take two was I always have had a desire to be self-sufficient. Mm. I've always had a desire to be able to create my own, income and not have to want from anyone. Does that make sense? Like, sure. Even when I was young, I was like, I don't want to ask my parents for money. You know, I, I hear them at the table and being like, you know, we've got mortgage payments. My, you know, your sister's getting married and we're got to pay for that. So sorry, we can't have a newer car right now. We're trying to do this. So I, I think at a young age, I never, ever wanted to be a burden to my family. But I also, I think it was more than that. It was that I actually wanted to be self-sufficient and self-sustaining because I feel so much joy when I can create my own thing with my own hands and be like, dude, I, I did this by myself. I'm not getting any handouts from anybody. I wish our country, I wish everybody would have that mindset. And that's actually the entrepreneur mindset. I love creating jobs. I love doing right. that for people. But I, I think the sense of just like, I can create something and drive value and do things on my own. Give me so much joy. No, I think that's super important. I mean, and it's interesting you mentioned that is you, you don't see that today. And I, you know, it's somehow it seems like it's got a lot of it's gotten lost over the years, especially now. I mean, like we're trying to hire and it's like, 
the people that used to be able to put out and get a hundred resumes of like A and B players, you get like C and D people now these days, mostly D. <laughs> you know, and it's like, where's everybody at? You know, why don't they want to work? You know, and then they want you know ten times the going rate for you know for for that type of position and stuff. And it's just amazing. I think if people came to it with that mindset, is like, hey, how can I help you? What value am I bringing to help you grow? And, you know, and kind of had that mindset and not, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. And that's how we're trying to raise our kids. It's not about them. It's what they can do and what value and how they can help other people. And that's how it sounds like you were brought up, um, you know, along your journey there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just like, you know, I, I spoke to about 500 people today and they're all, they're literally struggling with hiring people. So I talked about building high performance teams and, mm. And a lot of times, like, you don't need to be an entrepreneur. There, there are two things that I hit on. One, you you don't need to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of people that actually love being an entrepreneur, which is how to be innovative inside your own business and how to hire on people that are solution-oriented and not just see the problems, but actually can find the solutions to those. So how do you hire on people that are entrepreneurial? The second thing is, is I, I, and this is an important one to me. I try to never hire on somebody that's out of work. Is that, I mean, I will go recruit and try to find the best of the best because people are everything in your business. And sure. especially as an entrepreneur, if you want to be a solopreneur, I actually love teams. I'm a team player. Um, success is not a, not an individual sport in my book, but there are people that just like, dude, I like to be my own consultant or a coach or whatever. Right. I like to grow. I like to grow people, and so so I never. I my philosophy is on hiring and entrepreneurship is hire on people that drive value. I never look as an employee as a cost. Mm. It's really interesting. I never ever look at like somebody that's working with me. I love the people I work with, and I try to hire and try to work with my best friends. But if they're if I hire them on, they understand that they are to drive value and to drive revenues and to drive profits, no matter what the position is, is that is what they need to do. So I never, ever look at like somebody that's working with me as, you know, I look at them as people, they have families, they have that, but they understand that they're driving value and they're not a cost position. No, that, and that I think that's uh, super important these days. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur. You've owned a lot of different companies over the years. What have been, especially as you were a kid and then kind of moving into college and stuff, what were some of your biggest takeaways from those years that really helped you, um, you know, grow the companies and exit out and stuff that you've have have had over the last few years? You know, I, I look at, I remember when I was getting ready again to, to head to college, I remember walking down the big shag carpet stairway and my, my parents were upstairs. My room was up there and, we, and I walked down, my dad was down at the bottom of the stairs. And I remember when I, when he, you know, I got my bag, I'm heading off to college and, and, you know, and I've got a, I've got a daughter in college right now and another one getting ready for us. Like <laughs> I'm the same age. Like it was so, such an impression he, he grabbed my face and he grabbed my face and he looked at me and said, Randy, I want you to remember this. Like, if you don't have your own goals, someone else will use you for theirs. Mm. And he said it to me three times. He's like, <laughs> you don't have your own goals. Somebody else will use you for theirs. And I, from that day, I've actually been a really big journaler. And 
if people know me, they understand like I'm super, super big on business and life strategy. Mm. You know, money is super, super important to me. But what's more important are my friendships, my relationships and my partnerships. That's what drives the most joy and fulfillment for me is building a massive, awesome company, but that you're doing it with people that you love, like, and respect and that you don't scorch earth on the way and just be like, yeah, I had success. Me, 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 I had success. I literally love doing it with a really just awesome group of people. And my, my philosophy was that is like align yourself with people that have your best interest you know, cheer each other on. I cheer the loudest for my partners. I cheer the loudest for my friends. You know, I really don't believe in working a second of my day now because there has been some times where I work with some people that was all about money. And, right. and at the end of the day, I wasn't happy for three years. And, you know, they're highly successful, but like scorched earth on all the way down. So I try to just, now I'm, I'm getting older. We've been through some stuff. We're wiser now. And for me, it's now aligning myself with people that I love to cheer on, that I want to be with, that I love, like, and respect, that are competent. So I'll only now work with my best friends. Hmm. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.